So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space 102 FM, which is a Come and See Inspirations production being produced in our Come and See studio here in Ada. And it's the 4th of April. It's the Feast of Easter Sunday. And because of that, we decided to play a lovely piece of music to introduce the programme, and it's the famous Hallelujah Chorus by the Cambridge Singers. Joining me this morning, delighted to welcome onto the programme, of course, my usual guide who kind of keeps me in place, tries anyway. Shane Ambrose, good morning Shane, how are you? Good morning John, Christus resurrexit, alleluia, alleluia, Christ is risen, how are you this Easter morning? I'm good and I, I, that's why I leave that to you Shane, because there's not a which <laughs> I could say the way you do it. Well done, thanks a lot for that Shane. And of course, welcome onto the programme again, we, we, we always keep the special people for special events like this. Noreen Lynch, good morning to you Noreen, how are you? Good morning to you both. Happy Easter to you both. Wonderful morning and great to be here. To yourself, Noreen, and thanks a lot for joining us. And of course, as usual, we do want to welcome uh, those listeners who join us each week, those of our regular listeners who these days uh, have gone through some strange times, of course, maybe a little bit lost in terms of um, connecting with people and so on and so forth. But we do the best we can in this programme to try to give you some bit of hope and some bit of inspiration and indeed encouragement as we travel through these times. And of course, today we'll try that, especially because it's that wonderful feast of Easter, Easter Sunday. Our programme, of course, as usual, uh, just to remind us, is broadcast on West Limit 102 local radio at 10am and 11pm each Sunday. The 10am uh, session is devoted partly to Mass being broadcast from Abbeyfield Parish, and indeed we thank Father Tony Mullins and the parishioners of Abbeyfield Parish for allowing us to, to share their Mass with us each Sunday in these times. Uh, and of course, at 11pm each night is when our regular programme, this being the one we're recording at the moment, that gets out at 11pm Sunday night. But also, um, just to advise listeners and remind listeners again, Come and See Inspiration's uh, podcast platform is where we use all of our podcasts and put all of what we do up there. Uh, it's available for playback and download. Really, I know it's comeandseeinspirations.buzzsprout.com, but if you Google Come and See Inspirations, you should find us there. We're also available uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. And of course, each week, a more recent uh, addition to uh, our little bow here is Facebook. We're on Facebook, come and see Inspiration. So each Sunday morning, you'll be able to download and listen to a copy uh, and listen to the the current edition of uh, Sacred Space 102 FM. But also during the week, we also, on Facebook, we also place something there from the archives in more recent years we've gone back a number of years sorry in, in more recent weeks we played back something more uh, from going back to 2012 2013 etc so maybe if there are old programs that listeners would like to listen back to maybe they might be able to give us a text and that's an 087 6088 that's 087 or email Come and see inspirations this time. Come and see inspirations at gmail.com. And again, thanks a lot for all those listeners who continue to pray for us, uh, pass on good wishes to us. Shane, what have you got for us to find out about? So, 
Yes, liturgical odds and ends this week um, are actually very straightforward. I'm not going to bore people this morning with a rundown of saints of the week, and they're not going to have to give up their Sunday, their Easter Sunday breakfasts uh, when I talk about gruesome ways of death and all the rest of it. Uh, because, of course, this week, uh, Easter takes precedence. It is Holy Week, and Easter is one of the high points of the liturgical year. And so, of course, we are now into what is the octave of Easter, the Easter octave. Eight days where we celebrate... To of Easter. Um, you know, it's just a reminder to people that, you know, you've celebrated Lent, or sorry, you don't celebrate Lent, you've marked Lent for 40 days. Easter is 50 days, actually. The Easter season is 50 days up to Pentecost. But in particular, we start off with a bang uh, with the Easter octave. So I hope you have chocolate every day of the week this week. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a plan. But the, the point, of course, is liturgically is the church almost stops time. And what we do is during our liturgies during the week, we will hear the same prayers again and again to re-emphasize the joy and the celebration that we are, of course, celebrating on this Easter morning. Now, for those of you that are listening to us in the morning, of course, just a reminder to you that His Holiness Pope Francis will be giving the Urbi at Urbi at 11 o'clock from Rome. Um, it's 12 o'clock Rome time. It's 11 o'clock uh, Irish time, which will be going out, as far as I understand, on RTE. And of course, we did have the ceremonies broadcast on RTE over the Easter from Knock in particular. Um, but of course, it is a bit strange, it is a bit weird, and we're still not 100% sure when we'll actually let back into our liturgies in the churches. But that's something which, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. That's what Easter is going to be about and what Noreen is going to help us reflect on in part two of the program. Um, so that's all things to be considered as well. So with the octave of Easter this week, of course, and next Sunday is Low Sunday, or as it's also known as Divine Mercy Sunday as well for those that have the devotion to the Divine Mercy. So that's what we have, John, in terms of the liturgical odds and ends for this week. Shane, thank you very much, Neil, for, for sharing those with us. Uh, I know there's a few listeners will be missing your saints for the week, but no doubt in the next few weeks they'll be able to catch you up again. Thanks again for that, Shane. So, th- at this point of the programme, there's a spiritual communion prayer that we've, we've prayed on every programme here on Sacred Space 102 FM, and that's for those who can't get to Mass, can't receive Jesus in the most blessed sacrament, and this is something that we hope will get them some solace. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul, since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Now we go for our first bit of music this morning. Noreen, have you got a first bit of music you'd like us to share with you this morning? Share with us? Sorry. Yeah, I've brought a, a slightly unusual piece this morning just to start us off, but it might help in our reflection on the Gospel. Um, and it's called Only Grace. It's by an American group called The Many who work very much with young people and social justice. Uh, and I'd invite you just to rest into this music um, and allow it to just just meet you where you are and, and see what God has to say, see what praise or idea stays with you. Only Grace by The Many. Thanks for that, Noreen. Come back and join us in part two.
and welcome back to Sacred Space 102, a Come and See Inspirations production here for West Limerick 102 on this glorious Easter morning. My name is Shane Ambrose. I'm delighted to have you with us on this Easter. <clears throat> and here on Sacred Space 102, we are delighted to have on the program with us this morning an old friend of the program. Good morning, Noreen Lynch. Good morning. It's lovely to be here. Happy Easter to you and all Thanks a million, Noreen. Now, Noreen, just before the break there, we had a lovely piece of music called Only Grace from the Many. And as you were saying to us before the break, it's a nice piece of music just to rest into. And you're going to share with us some, some thoughts on this Easter morn. Yeah, just a, a few reflections that, that strike me that I hope are helpful. And I, as I often say with these things, I'll say a few words. And if anything stays with you, please God, it's of use, but that you don't have to listen to everything I say. So I suppose it, it starts off, it's a very gentle song. Things are broken here things are shared and it seems a strange place to start a reflection on Easter doesn't it and I suppose it's a strange Easter again this year mm-hmm. so maybe it's a good place to start I think it very much strikes me when I read this gospel the Sabbath is over Mary Magdalene Mary the mother of James and Naomi brought the spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body very early on that first day of the week just after sunrise they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other who will roll away the stone from the entrance to the tomb I have a real sense of women who were confused and grieving and struggling to make sense of it all, returning to ritual as the only thing that kind of made sense at that moment. I I can kind of imagine Mary and Salome and Mary, like so many women across centuries, knew that something needed to be done in this moment. They knew where to put their hands on the spices and the oils and they knew what prayers were needed. So they kind of wordlessly gathered themselves together got on their path and it was only when they were out on the road that they realised they didn't know how they'd moved the boulder and they found themselves wondering what'll we do? But they kept going. There was a kind of a sense of we'll just keep going and when we get there we'll solve that next bit. Um, It reminds me very much of so many Irish women who have acted as midwives of life and death in our communities who arrived after a death uh, in a house wordlessly opening boxes that had candles and oil and asking for clean sheets, preparing the body in the room. Women who would tell people how to pray, where to sit, what to say, when they just didn't know what to do next. They were quietly doing what needed to be done. You know, just that sense of when there are no words, falling into that ritual, allowing the, the feelings and the emotions just to, to be there as they are. We just carry on through the rituals. I, it reminds me so much of our frontline workers in this time, who have just been good people, been there, been carrying on and helping us when there are no words. And, and I think a lot of us really this Easter are, are quite like Mary and Salome and Mary. We thought we knew how things worked and we find ourselves confused and grieving and managing only by sticking to the tasks, to the rituals, make sense of the day, you know, having the, the walk at the right time, making a phone call in the evening organising your dinner, all these little things that just make sense of the day. You know, we feed the hungry, we pray for those that need us. We try to move. We're, we're on the path. Try not to think too much about the heavy boulders that might lie ahead. Just keep the head down and kind of move along. And when we get there, we'll fix that bit. I suppose as Christians who cannot gather inside a building, however holy, we wonder this Easter where to walk and what to do. You know, I think as as humans as Irish people who wonder we can't hold hands or wipe tears however precious that person is to us we wonder how will we live and how will we love we're a bit like the midwives we're a bit like Mary and Salome and Mary doing what needs doing wordlessly not focused on our own grief and pain but just 
and the ritual that might bring us through. And so that song very much spoke to me this year. Things are broken here. Things are shared. Things are dying here. Things are torn. Things are carried here. Hearts bowed in prayer. It is grace, only grace, that brings us here, that holds us together here. It's grace that holds us all together here. And I suppose when I think in terms of Easter this year, there's a part of me thinks there are nicer Gospels, there are easier Gospels. And, and for some of us, we may feel like Mary of Magdalene or, or like Mary, the mother of James. Haven't we done enough? Haven't we done the work? Surely it should be easier at this stage. You know, and, and, and I hear the sound coming back again. Amazing grace. Hear the sound. This is where hope is found, where things are broken, where things are dying. Here is where hope is found. Not in the perfect, not in the easy, but in this journeying together, in the honesty of how we are. And so I suppose for me this year, resurrection is happening in that space. So I found myself thinking, how do I make sense of all of this change? And thrown back almost on my experience of lockdown, I distinctly remember at the end of the first lockdown, which seems so long ago now, that I had at the sense of being in a flat in Dublin, in a little cocoon. And I was almost overwhelmed with the thought of how would I pack to come home and visit my family after three months? Would I cry when I'd see everyone? Was it safe? I kind of felt like I had discovered some new version of myself in these three months. I'd finally meditated and walked every day. I'd lost weight, I'd cleared out cupboards. And while I didn't want to lose that, I also didn't want to lose who I was before. I wanted to see everybody, to hug, to talk, to connect. And I found myself wondering how I could be both. How could I hold on to every single bit of me? And in the reflections, I find myself thinking, can there be resurrection without death? Can we celebrate without dying a little too? But surely some part of life is in this journey, learning a bit about ourselves and letting go, seeing what has happened and what we've been through and where it's taken us. Ruth Haley Barton speaks of a workshop she did with young men about the dark night of the soul. She was talking to them about journeying with, with darkness, with tough times. And they really struggled as to why there was suffering and sadness in the world. Why are there the bad, tough days? Why did Jesus have to die? After talking for ages together, they came down to this question. Isn't there any way we can be good enough so that we don't have to die? Isn't there any way that we can be good enough so we don't have to die? And I think it's at the heart of the human experience. Isn't there any way that we can do everything right so there doesn't have to be any pain or suffering? Isn't there any way we can avoid the loneliness, the disappointment, the difficult moments? And yet, even Jesus had to die. Resurrection is not about avoiding death. Even Christians have to stay home. Even believers have to doubt. So how do we move these boulders? How do we face these difficult moments in life, like the women coming to the tomb? Ruth quotes Richard Rohr where he says, we all find endless disguises and excuses to avoid letting go 
of what really needs to die for our own spiritual growth. It's always our beloved passing self that has to be let go of, the story of who I am and how unique and special I am. Richard says, Jesus surely had a dozen good reasons why he should not have had to die so young. So unsuccessful, really, at that point. And he's the son of God, besides. Yet it is always we, it is always this sense of us as young and beautiful and in control and protected and able to protect others. This is always the we that we have to hand over. There's always this passing over to a next level of faith. That never really happens without some kind of dying to the previous levels of who we are. Thinking of the women walking towards the tomb, not sure what to say, but knowing they should hold firm, hold fast in their faith. I think of all of us in this pandemic time. You and I are living through a pandemic. It's painful, even if we're 100% safe. It's lonely and it's irritating. And some part of us thinks that if we were good enough believers, then we shouldn't have doubts or suffering, even in days like this. If we were good women who bring spices, we shouldn't have to worry about the boulder. It's just too much. Does that make sense? Can you see yourself wondering how to manage this life you have? How to grieve the old one? how to live in the present of 2021. When I think of this, I keep hearing the words of that song, amazing grace, hear the sound. This is where hope is found, where things are broken, where things are dying. Here is where hope is found. It is grace, only grace that brings us together here, that holds us together here. So I find myself thinking, what is resurrection in 2021? What is Easter in a pandemic? We know resurrection is not a denial of reality or a promise of no suffering. It's not an optimism and insistence on looking on the bright side of life and pretending we're fine. No, Easter and resurrection is a protest against despair. It's a realistic looking straight in the face of life and saying that even in the midst of all this, we know that some things are more important than death. Some things are more important than despair. When we find ourselves saying there's no point, it's difficult, it's terrible, we say, we know as Christians, some things are more powerful than fatalism and pandemics and nostalgia. The women who arrived at that tomb were not thrilled, happy, laughing or anything like that. Scripture actually says they were alarmed. This scripture that we have for 2021 says to us, they entered the tomb, saw the young man and they were alarmed. And he gave them good news. And it says, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. We often leave those parts out. But this year we're faced head on with alarm and bewilderment. They went in and found a message that did not take away their alarm. They were scared, silenced even, afraid to say the impossible, to speak about what had happened because they couldn't make sense of it themselves. I find that hugely comforting this year. I would love to be thrilled and excited about Easter, but there's a little part of me 
it's just tired. Pandemics will do that to you. I am optimistic, but I'm also a little scared of getting too excited in case there's a setback. I am happy, but I'm also a bit afraid it might rain and we might have to come in out of the garden. I'm a human being trying to live in the middle of this pandemic. I am trembling and bewildered as I emerge. I am afraid of saying too much or saying it wrong. I wonder what will happen next. Does that sound familiar? I think it sounds a bit like the apostles in the upper room too, doesn't it? It kind of sounds like pandemic survivors emerging into the Easter season too. I find it hugely encouraging that this year, 2021, our gospel speaks of a group of good, dutiful women who stayed faithful, even when they were bewildered, and that God blessed them. Because from these women who did not dance out the door and say it's all sorted, from these women our church began. From this honest reaction, Jesus the Christ became known to the whole world. From humanity, not from perfection, we go out into Galilee. And you know, most years we dance through the rituals of Holy Week. I love the busyness, the preparation, the lists, the things we must do, the places we must be. And this year we are forced into being present without the dance of busyness. We are forced into Easter, not in our Sunday best, but in tracksuits and with trembling. We are reminded that Easter is not about how well prepared our church is, how beautifully put together we are. Things are broken here, and yet there is grace enough for everyone. Easter is not about surety and freedom from suffering. Yes, some part of us dies this year as we come to know God's love. Some part of who we thought we were is different. That's the case most years, but this year it's really visible and obvious. Easter is bewildering. If it's not, we've underestimated its importance. Because Easter says that death is not the last word. Something is more important than death. Easter means Christ has broken a prison that held us all captured. Pandemic is not the last word about who we are. Life is not ended, just changed. Hope wins. Easter is a protest against despair. We know that from now on, we are not defined by circumstances, by the worst of times. Like the women, we step forward, holding firm to what we know to be true, turning up, taking care of each other. We do that in moments of loneliness, of bewilderment, of joy, of fear. All of these things were present at the resurrection and God transformed and blessed all of this. And that means that God transforms and blesses all of us now, just as we are, not perfect, human. God is, God lives, God carries us on into Galilee. Alleluia, alleluia. Happy Easter. And so I invite you to listen with joy now as Graham Kendrick leads us in a song of celebration that Christ has broken open the prison that would trap us and hold us. He sets us free. Alleluia. Alleluia. This joyful Easter time Away with sin and sorrow My Lord, the 
So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space, 102FM. Uh, my name is John Keeley, so I'll join on the studio, uh, sorry, on, on the Zoom, actually, Zoom connection by Shane Ambrose. And Noreen, thank you so much indeed, Noreen, for, for sharing that beautiful reflection with us this morning. It's so good. Thank you thank so you much. Good to be here. So the piece of music we just listened to were, was the Medjugorje Youth Festival Choir singing We Are One Body. Very appropriate for this morning. So at this part of the programme is where we read and reflect on the Sunday Gospel. Uh, and before that, Shane always prays this prayer. We always pray and reflect before we read and reflect on Scripture. Thanks, Shane. 
Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let our eyes be closed and our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this for in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Shane. So the Gospel that we're going to read this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 1 to 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices, so they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? And when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man, dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples, and Peter, that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. That's the gospel we're going to share this Sunday, this Easter Sunday morning. Shane, you might start off with a little reflection, please. Thanks, John. Um, so uh, just in terms of reflection for the gospel this Sunday, I suppose there's a couple of things that struck me, struck me about it. And it's the themes that have kind of come up again. And of course, it's a huge event that we are talking about uh, this Easter Sunday and that we proclaim every Sunday, but particularly on Easter Sunday. And it's also something that speaks to us in our present moment, in our present circumstances, very much like what Noreen was saying in part two of the program. I thought, Noreen, that, you know, your reflection was so timely and very much trying to put it, out, put it out there and express for us that which we are trying to understand. But we're journeying with Mark this year, you see, and one of the things about it is, you know, it's a, quite a short gospel. But before we get into the gospel itself, the psalm that's there this Sunday is very much Psalm 117. And it's the Easter psalm. And it's the response to it is, this day was made by the Lord. We rejoice and are glad. And, you know, it's give thanks to the Lord for he's good, for his love has no end. Let the children of Israel say his love has no end. And, you know, it's 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 beautiful, beautiful psalm that calls us to celebrate and a reminder to us that Easter is very much about the love of God. And the sequence for Easter Sunday, which may or may not be read in some churches, it's reminding us, you know, Christians, you know, that, uh, that life's own champion slain yet lives to reign. Tell us, Mary, what did you see upon the way the tombing of the living did enclose? I saw Christ's glory as he rose. And as Noreen was saying, you know, the tomb is very much part of it for Easter Sunday because it's empty. And that's what one of the things that comes across, and we have to remind ourselves, the tomb is empty. None of the Gospels actually tell us what the resurrection is. 
It's an event that happened that we were witness to, but the evidence is the evidence of the empty tomb. And that is so important for us as we reflect in this pandemic time, this whole idea of rolling the stone away. And it's what has stayed with me is reflecting on this week's gospel. You know, as Noreen said in the, in the second part of the program, the women went to the tomb and the issue was the, how were they going to roll the stone? And the different synoptics and different gospels approach it different way. But Mark tells us that when they got there, you know, the stone had already been rolled away. And that's what it's going to be like for us in a couple of weeks' time. That's what it's going to be like for us in terms of if we stay the course, if we can hold on for another couple of weeks until we get a lot more people vaccinated and do what we ask. We're going to come out of this pandemic and it's going to feel like we've come out of the tomb. But no more than thing, more than, Je- more than like Je- how Jesus was different from, from going through the resurrection. He was no longer what he had been before. We are going to be different as a people and as individuals for this experience that we have been through. We have been through the pain, the sorrow, the despair, the sadness, the stress, and the misery of it all. And the the stone is going to roll away. And the question would be for us, what has this gospel got to say to us about it? Because we are going to come out. And no matter who you are or what you are or where you have been, because of what we have experienced in the last 12 to 18 months, you are not the same person you were 12 months ago, because you can't be. You have gone through this experience, and this experience will inform and shape us in ways that we do not yet understand. And it is the same for the gospel that we shared this Sunday, because it's talking about the women and the role of the women and, and the reaction of the women that was happening. And that whole idea, they said, you know, the call to us is do not be alarmed, because they were, they were alarmed. Wouldn't you be alarmed if you turned up and this strange individual was sitting at, you know, on the side of your family grave and was telling you, you know, that, that this, this thing had happened? You weren't going to know what, was going to, what it was all going to be about. But one of the great things I find about this particular story, they, in the Orthodox Church, the women who went to the tomb are given their own particular day during the octave of Easter. They are the mirror bearers, they're called, and they are remembered and they are commemorated and they are celebrated for what they did in terms of the proclamation of the resurrection. And it is the thing that we have to remind ourselves from where it came. It is the women like the Mary, Mary, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of Jesus and Salome. If you go to the Gospel of John, which is the other gospel for today, the story is about Mary Magdalene's encounter with Jesus and she thinks he's the gardener. The evidence, the witnesses that were there, they were the simple, ordinary, everyday people of the world. They weren't the elites. And that's the reminder to us on this Easter morning more than anything else. Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. And that is what we have to remind ourselves as we walk through this difficult time with tremble in trembling and bewilderment. We remember that we have a joyous news to proclaim. Thank you for that, Shane. Noreen, have you got a comment or two you might want to make, please? Yeah, I think I think Shane is so so true. It's all right that the the message of the angel that they met, the one that they met, is he has gone before you into Galilee. He goes ahead of you into Galilee, and Galilee was the place in Mark's gospel where the miracles happened, where the hungry were fed, where the kingdom of God was realized. And we understand that what, what we're hearing is go, the kingdom of God has gone ahead of you. Jesus has, has brought about the kingdom and now we go, and go out into the world to do this. And so the, the confidence we go out with is not a kind of a we're surviving, but a, we have been shown what God's plan for the world is. 
that everybody is treated with dignity, that everyone is loved, that everyone is fed, that everyone has an equal chance in life, that there is inclusion. And he's gone out ahead of you into Galilee. Go out and catch up with him. Go out and be about the kingdom. Go out and bring about the kingdom. Um, one of the, the gorgeous things, uh, I read a book a few years back and it was talking about the real presence. And I talked about the real absence and said, there's sometimes we forget, we, we receive Eucharist so easily now that sometimes we forget the sense of absence but the sense of absence when we're not able to receive reminds us that our calling in the world is to actually go out with Jesus and build the kingdom that the purpose of what we're doing is not just that I would be saved but that I would bring the whole world into healing that the kingdom of God would be what matters and in some way this time has been an experience of the real absence it's been an experience of not being able to be present with Jesus and so somehow we're called out of ourselves to say Lord, I want to bring, I want to go with you to Galilee. I want to bring about your kingdom. I want to bring about your love. I want to nourish the world as you nourish me. And that's the good news. That's the joy that we go out with. Terrified and bewildered, alarmed and afraid, we go out and we go about God's work. And I mean, that's that's the best of news. That's what it's all about. Noreen, thank you very much, Nee, for that. Just a little thought myself. The, the, the line that actually cut me this morning was when Jesus, uh, when um, when the young man with, with the white robes said to the three women that he, that's Jesus, is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you'll see him, just as you told you. And, and I suppose the word stuck with me a little bit in that Jesus said someone else in the gospel, he's, he'll never leave us alone. I'll always be with you. And even though that was a traumatic time for those people who experienced that, resurrection moment and they couldn't make any sense of it just as maybe Noreen and Shannon just showed we can't make sense of what's been happening to us in more recent times but the only thing we know is what Jesus told us and he said I'll be with you always so like maybe like Noreen said we've just got to go out to our Galilees just go out to, 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 to face the world knowing that we're not facing the world alone as usual but the Lord is with us so maybe we can just bear that in mind this week, that he's going ahead of us. We will hear his voice, just as he told us he would. So that about brings us to the end of the programme this morning. Um, thanks a lot to, to Noreen and to Shane. Noreen, you're very good to come on and share those lovely um, reflections with us again. Thanks a lot. An absolute pleasure to be here, and especially on Easter morning. So thank you to everyone, and I wish you all a very happy Easter. Thanks, lads, for keeping... Thanks for the consistency of keeping this going. It's, it's a wonderful gift to the people of West Limerick and beyond. It's people like Thank you. you. It's people like you that make that happen. Myself and Shane are out of the instruments, but we need you guys <laughs> to keep on coming on. And... So, Shane, this is about the time when we got to say bye-bye. Or, or, unless you're going to sing a song for us. Are you going to sing Not at all, not at all. But we are going to keep up with, say, with SLS, Sacred, uh, Sacred Space 102 tradition. So there are two times there are two times of the year where we are a bit prescriptive about what we play. Uh, one is Christmas and, of course, one is Easter Sunday. So, we'll, uh, so from us, from myself and John, uh, to all our listeners, we'd want to say Happy Easter to one and all. Keep safe. Keep washing the hands, maintain the social distance, and stay strong. It is Easter morn. Our, we are an Easter people. Our song is Alleluia. And to go out and close out the program, as we normally do on, Sunday, on Easter Sundays, we say, uh, we, we finish up, Jesus Christ is risen today. Alleluia. 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 God bless everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.